Lemon Pepper Parlay is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook. You bet, you get with Caesar's Rewards. Must be 21 or older. Welcome into a post-Thanksgiving edition of the Lemon Pepper Parlay podcast. Mark, week, week 12 was, was all spread out. You had three games on Thursday. I don't even know how many games on Sunday. One game on Monday. So it feels like it feels like two weeks in one because Thanksgiving feels like its own thing. And then Sunday felt like its own thing. And then I saw you tweet on X, as you like to say, that you completely forgot about Monday Night Football. So did Josh Dobbs. Uh, how did you fear about week 12? Um, I don't know. I feel indifferent. Uh, a lot of these matchups, man, haven't really done it for me. I'm not gonna lie to you, bro. I'm I'm gonna be quite honest. Don't uh, be like this. This is this is an ugly way to be. Don't be like this. True though, you, the quality of NFL play has been down this year. Can we not agree on that? We like, can agree on. I I will agree on the fact that there's two more there's there's more two high safeties in the league and nobody wants to run the ball that's what i'll agree to run the dang old ball and it would be enjoyable that's the football of our youth well and teams aren't committing to running the ball that's why you get a lot of ugly product from offenses this year um but it's been a lot of injuries too but you know i, I don't want to be a, a ultimate debbie downer here but but because you, know. you know what if this was april 28th you would be pining to watch the the Vikings versus uh, uh, the Bears, you'd be dying for it. You'd be you'd be praying to the gods. Please let me watch Josh Dobbs versus Justin Fields. Please, no, nah, because I'll be I'll be watching NBA playoff basketball in late April, so I'll be okay at that time. You should have said like maybe like J- July or June, like after the finals, Come August. On. Then how about that? August first. Okay, there you go. August first, you'd be signing <laughs> up, Josh Dobbs. Come on, you shave his you shave his head for him. <laughs> but no, um, I mean, overall, you know, just a wacky kind of week weekend, I guess you could say, in a sense. Uh, Seattle definitely proved once again that they're not ready for that big boy conversation. I was hoping they would prove us right or wrong or however you want to look at it, because we kind of obviously have looked at the evidence over the course of the season and felt like they are not the team that we thought they were going to be before the year exactly. So they're uh, fighting for their playoff lives. And Minnesota, I mean, I thought they were pretty much a lock for a wild card. Now the NFC pack is catching up to them, man. You know, the Rams are catching a little fire all of a sudden. How about the Packers? I'm back on my Jordan Love needs a gold jacket, baby. He's been looking good the last couple of weeks. So, yeah, man, it's pretty it's pretty interesting. And the AFC, I know we're going to get into it, but just a quick little recap. Uh, Baltimore, man, they miss Mark Andrews badly. <laughs> that game should not have been that close. They won the turnover battle plus four, Martin. It was still a three-point game with about a minute to go. That, that That's not good against a bad Chargers team. I, I'm not liking what I'm saying. Against a what Chargers team? A bad Chargers team. Oh. Uh, you know, this you know, team's so talented. I I didn't know that. I mean, but it's bad. really it's really coaching though. Like they're not the roster isn't that bad. It's still it's mainly coaching. If they had uh, just, just if they had just an average head coach, they would be at least five hundred right now. You know, the Chargers have the same amount of wins as the Giants. Yeah, I know, <laughs> and they have a top five, top seven, whatever you want to call them, quarterback. That's and you can't tell me that's not mainly coaching. 
I will. So I'm going to go ahead. I'll start with the vibe check. I know you're in a rush. My vibe check, my great vibes, my, my immaculate vibes. I think I'm going with the Dallas Cowboys. Yet again, the biggest bullies on the block bully another bad team. And I like I don't know how the commanders end up out of this death spiral of sucking, but uh they're the ultimate get right game. Like I think Justin Fields beat this team. Justin Fields has seven career wins. Uh, <laughs> seven. Matt Eberflus got his first win in the NFC North last night. In fact, I'm switching them. Go, I'm going to the Chicago Bears. First win in the NFC North ever in Matt Eberflus's career. All right, Justin Fields with a game-winning drive, as ugly as it was. You know, I'm just really glad that we don't have to hear about how great and eccentric Tyson Bajan is anymore. Yeah, I mean, well, first of all, yeah, they won that game, but (laughs) that was, what, four interceptions? I know all of them weren't Josh Dobbs' fault, but still, you turn the ball over four times, it's going to be hard to win an NFL game. They still probably should have won. I mean, just a few the and, Bears dominated that game from start to finish. It just the final score was close. You know how football is. I, I wouldn't say dominate. Now that, that's that's a little bit of a stretch, but they they controlled a lot of the game, but they didn't dominate. You're you're reaching with that word. How how, how can you dominate? You get you turn you get four turnovers. You only scored what ten points? They outgained <laughs> them in yards. They forced more turnovers. They're like, where's the points? I don't care. <laughs> You can't dominate a game by scoring single-digit points. I'm sorry. Or 10 points. I'm, I'm sorry. They had 10 points for most of the game. I right. can't believe you, uh, who I know is a noted listener to some of these, you know, extra – what is it? Uh, extra – oh, golly. What is it called? EPA. What does EPA stand for? Extra points added and DVOA and 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 pro football focus rankings aren't aren't saying you can't dominate a game by having every stat in your benefit. Estimated points added. Thank you. Yeah, but maybe it's just because it's the Bears. I just can't get with the Bears dominate in the same sentence. It just doesn't seem – it seems ugly. It feels dirty to me. I'm sorry. Brett, I like – Brett, our producer, just put in estimated points added. I like to say the only EPA I respect is uh, extra points attempted. So, <laughs> Mark, who's your good vibes? <laughs> My good vibes are the Kansas City Chiefs. Second yeah. half points. How can it not be? That's 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 definitely where it's going to be. They haven't scored any second half points in the previous three games prior to this Raiders game. Then they scored 17, the most they scored in the second half all year. And they finally realized, you know, our best receiver is actually a guy named Rasheed Rice, even though he's a rookie. And we like to slow play rookies in the Andy Reid system because it's so difficult to understand and comprehend for a rookie wide receiver. There's no way we can just give him so much on his plate the first 10 weeks. He is clearly the best receiver on this team. Oh, and by the way, you still have Pacheco in the passing game. Had over, like, I think 40 yards receiving, 50-something rushing, almost 100 yards total. And Travis Kelsey still had a really good game. And then you sprinkle in the other guys. That's how you do it. You sprinkle in the Justin Watsons, the Sky Moores of the world. MVS only had one target, I believe, in the whole entire game. So I'm okay with that. You still have a top five offensive line, and you still have a guy named Patrick Mahomes. So, and the fact that I don't know if you saw that sideline throw he threw to Rasheed Rice, that was the throw of the year. Not only because, not because I know the Kelsey one, everybody's talking about that throw. I'm talking about as far as the trust factor. The fact that he threw that sideline fade hitch route 
to Rasheed Rice in that situation just showed me everything I need to see moving forward, that he trusts that guy because he's not throwing that up to Sky Moore or MVS or just or maybe Justin Watson. He likes Justin Watson for some reason, but he's not throwing it up to any no other guys for real in that situation. But the fact that he did it to Rasheed Rice and he caught on the sideline, put the two feet in, you know, looked pretty doing it, did a little spin a thing. That play right there is going to propel. I'm telling you, Rasheed Rice in this offense for the rest of this season. The, the Chiefs offense is back, and I'm willing to say it right now. Oh, Mark Gunnels planting his flag on the Chiefs offense. The Chiefs offense is back. Everyone take note. Yeah. Uh, my good vibes. I don't know. I don't know if this even qualifies for good vibes anymore, depending on the way the, the beginning of this podcast is gone. But the Pittsburgh Steelers fired Matt Canada and had the, what, the dead coordinator bounce, play off the dead cat bounce, and that uh, they had 400 yards of offense. First time in over 50 games, they had 400 yards of offense. Matt Canada was the offensive coordinator for 44 of those 50 games in which they did not have. 400 yards of offense at least. But I don't know. They only scored 16 points. So is that good or bad, Mark? I don't know. 400 yards of offense, you can't, you know, I just want to follow I mean, the rules. You're not, getting, not getting the points. I mean, it seems like okay. empty calories to me. All right. There you go. Empty calories that have not been achieved in Pittsburgh in almost three and a half seasons. Who you got? Only 16 points, though. I mean, you're, you're, you're celebrating 16 points for 400 yards. Like, that's that's your thing? You're into that? Uh, listen, I don't know if you've seen Pittsburgh's offense prior, but it would have taken I, three games to gain 400 yards. Oh, so the bar is just, it was just so low. It's just like, okay, I feel what you're okay. If that's, that's what you're going with, that's fine. You said bad vibes? That was my, like, mid, good, whatever. Oh, okay. The middle, the middle tier. Got you, got you. So, for my bad vibes, I guess I'll go with the bad here. A lot of good candidates, and I think I mentioned this team earlier out there. I'm gonna have to probably stick with them, the Seattle Seahawks. And yeah, you lost to the Niners. It's not like oh, we just lost to a bad team, but it's just the fact that it's just the way you looked. Like you didn't even look like you belonged on the same field. And for a team that started off looking really good, you know, there were still some issues with the offensive line being inconsistent. I think a lot of that also is with. Geno Smith hold on to the ball way too long. He holds on to the ball a lot, man. And he he kind of gets away with it sometimes because he is able to scramble and elude sacks. I saw a number. He's like near the league league and, you know, pressure allowed, but not getting the sack. So but I think that's kind of fool's goal. Like this guy's not the most mobile guy out there. And I think that kind of is playing to his detriment now because he thinks he can continue to do that time and time again when no, not especially when you're playing the team like the Niners who have one of the best fronts in the league. So uh, Seattle, man, it's not looking good because you look at their next three games. How, what if I told you the next three games, Martin, are against the Cowboys, the Niners, and the Eagles? It's over. It was a good run. <laughs> you can go from six to six and five right now to six and eight in a hurry and out, out the playoffs. So, yeah, I got to go with Seattle for my bad vibes right now. It all went left when they wasted 35 seconds it didn't get a single extra yard to kick a field goal in SoFi Stadium and lose by one that game was the end of it uh my bad vibes I'm gonna go with uh the Carolina Panthers who fire uh, Frank Wright after, ugly. <laughs> uh, ugly there you go 
uh, <laughs> who fired Frank Reich after 11 games, one of the shortest, if not the shortest tenure in NFL history for a head coach. That is my dream job to get hired as an NFL head coach and then immediately fired because that money is guaranteed. Frank okay. Reich will be sitting on his couch and get about approximately 70 more million dollars to do so. So good on you, Frankie boy. But uh, David Tepper went up there and had a press conference today in which he gave the, the I don't think I've ever seen it before, the dreaded vote of confidence to a starting quarterback who's only started 12 games so far this year. And it was the number one overall pick, a pick in which you traded into. And then I don't know if he forgot the timeline or whatever, but he tried to make it seem as if they were trying to trade into number two to take CJ instead of taking Bryce. But the thing is, I don't know if anybody alerted him. You had the number one overall pick, so you could have just taken CJ. You didn't have to do anything. You didn't have to trade anybody or make – you didn't have to pick up the phone except to call the commissioner. But then he was very sure to say that it was a whole unilateral decision to take Bryce Young, even though they thought they were going to take CJ. But it was a unilateral decision to take Bryce Young and that he rubber-stamped that unilateral decision. Long story short, David Tepper seems like a terrible owner if you're a Carolina Panthers fan, but a great owner – if you're like me and just want to be a fired NFL head coach, because I would be running to go take that job because I know in about seven weeks, I'll be right back out of it. <laughs> yeah. And the money be guaranteed. You'll be sitting on your couch, just collecting millions and very happy Watching football the same way I watch it now. Why not? I'm traveling all over the world. I know what you will be doing, man, <laughs> but uh, let's go to the ugly, man. Uh I had a couple of candidates here. I'm really torn on which one I want to do. So I think I'm going to do a joint one. Is that okay? Can I do that? Knock yourself out. All right, cool. So I'm going to combine your New Orleans Saints. <laughs> As Martin shakes his head right now. And I'm combining that with the Buffalo Bills. So let me explain why. So the Saints, this is more of a big picture thing. This is, this is two of them. Sorry not to cut you off. I'll let you have the whole thing. But this is something that if you just didn't pay attention, you probably had very high expectations for these teams. But if you paid attention, anyway, go ahead. So I, I will give you your flowers on the Saints as I tried to convince you that Derek Carr is the best quarterback in the NFC South. You guys are going to win it. You guys have the most tally of a great defense. All you needed was a competent quarterback. And you were pushing back all offseason saying, this is a 7-10 and 10 team. This team is not good. Blah, blah, blah. And here we are with the Saints at 5-6. and six, Looking like they're on pace to finish exactly 7-10. and 10. And now you're stuck with this Derek Carr contract that could set you back another five years. I mean. And here's the thing. Here's the thing, Mark. It's It's. It's not like Lamar Jackson wasn't, you know, disgruntled in Baltimore. You know, that same Lamar Jackson who's in top three of MVP voting right now, or MVP mm -hmm. odds, rather, I should say. Or it's yeah. not like Aaron Rodgers. Well, I know it didn't end well for him, but still, it's not like Aaron Rodgers wasn't available this offseason, but they said no. We got to get the guy that has started 10 seasons in Oakland slash Vegas and has had approximately one playoff game. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that, it's rough, man. Um, just the state of, I don't know how they're going to get out of this. 
They're but not. You just There's no ride. way out. You just ride in a car until the wheels fall off. No pun intended. The car wheels have fallen off. They already take them out in the red zone. <laughs> Think about that. They take the quarterback out in the red zone. That's crazy. That'd be like benching LeBron and AD with five minutes left in the fourth quarter every game. Yeah, that's insane. That, like that's just to do it. Yeah. Because you think it gives you the best chance to win. Well, on the bright side, I know you saw the viral video of Jameis Winston rapping to Derek Carr on the sidelines. Did that get you any? How did that make you feel seeing that? <laughs> that's what a leader looks like right there. He's trying to get Derek Carr back hype. Derek Carr's over there, his head, head in his hands. He probably never even heard that song. Doesn't he know? Like- Michael Thomas is out here tweeting, making fun of him. Yeah. Yeah, man. Such a it's dark, man. You know, just as a football fan, I feel like it, it's fun when the Saints are good and relevant because, you know, like that, the dome be rocking, you know, it's some culture there, you know, like the vibes in New Orleans be good. Like, I don't know. I just like seeing the Saints good. Like, I guess that Drew Brees era just kind of made it's, me feel but. like people talk about Brandon Staley and his record. Dennis Allen is the worst coach in the NFL by win loss record, which is the only thing that coaches are measured by. He is the worst. He's the worst coach against the spread by by win-loss record, which is another thing that gamblers measure coaches by. And you know what? Everybody's just like, this is okay. This is it's like the dog sitting there reading the newspaper in the in the apartment that's on fire. And they're like, this is fine. This is fine. Yeah. Tyron Matthew had one of the best games he's had since he left Kansas City freaking uh 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 Sunday. And if Jesse, do you see that interception Jesse Bates had? Yeah. If if Jesse Bates doesn't catch that ball, that ball's going out of bounds. Like there was no chance it was going to be a touchdown. At the best, it was going to hit the Atlanta safety in the back of the head. The other safety who was covering the guy on the post. It's right. it's, it's absurd. It's ridiculous. I'm just, just people yeah. just was like, oh no, it's going to be the same. Like they might be the. It, and this is the thing. Like they might win the South. Like they could still, in a feasible yeah. way, win the South. Yeah, but. Yeah. It will have nothing to do with them being any good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like that's been the South for the past two or three years now. Like I'm looking at it right now. I mean, I think eight, nine probably wins it. I feel pretty comfortable saying that. And I think the Saints and Falcons play week 18, which could decide the division, which would be, I guess, must watch TV, maybe. <laughs> anyway, like, um, no, the last and the last thing okay, I'll make on yeah. this. The Saints actually have, though I should have I should have slammed this harder. I said it, but I should have slammed the table more. They have the worst quarterback situation in the NFC South. The worst one. Because yeah, Bryce I mean, Young's on a rookie deal. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Baker Mayfield and Kyle Trask make like $7 million combined. Desmond Raiders on a rookie deal. And Taylor Heineke is a backup. Like that's not, he's not a high-paid backup. The Saints are the only ones that are in this boat for the next two and a half years for $100 million. And isn't Winston a pretty high-paid backup, too, if I'm not mistaken? And Taysom Hill? Or am I tripping on that? One of them. But Taysom Hill's paid, like, yeah, $40 million. Like, so, like he's paid like a backup quarterback. Yeah, it's yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. To play backup tight end. But, but you know. But, yeah, then the other side of this is the Buffalo Bills. Uh, I know it was going to touch on the Eagles game. I thought that was a really good game, by the way. Uh, really exciting, entertaining matchup. for like a playoff-type atmosphere. But... Uh, first of all, the Bills ruined my parlay, by the way. I had a money line parlay. They're the only thing they didn't cash in. I, I thought they were really going to win that game. It felt like... You know, I thought they were going to win it, too. 
desperate team. The Eagles have been skating by. They just can't continue to do this, can they? Like well, you let's be clear. They, they skated by always, today. <laughs> well, like you always say, they can't keep getting away with this, can they? That's the favorite Martin line. And they keep getting away with it. <laughs> like, I've never seen anything like it before, bro. Like, they could easily have four or five losses right now. But I digress. Um, Gabe Davis. This guy's been living off that four-touchdown game against the Chiefs, what, was that three years ago? Yeah, for the past three years now. When he was going against a cornerback, I can't even remember his name because he's not in the league anymore. I think it was Mike Hughes. I believe that was the Chiefs' corner at that time when Gabe Davis went crazy in that uh, classic 13-second game. Ever since then, he has he's not a real number two. He's just not. He doesn't have a full route tree. And on that play, when the end zone in overtime, what are you doing running to the pylon? The middle of the field was wide open. That is why Josh Allen laid it out there. That should have been a game-winning touchdown. His no self-awareness, no situational IQ. Like, why? I can't wrap my head around why he didn't run to the middle of the field. There was nobody there. There was no safety out there at all. Just anyway, I don't know. If, I want uh, the thing is, he's running his route. He's running his route that was called, and like he should have seen the adjustment that there was the middle of the field was open, and he was probably the hot. But also, like I've heard people talk about this who actually you know play football, not like you know jokers like us. That's a twofold mistake. Like Gabe is supposed to notice that, but also the quarterback who is in charge of everything is supposed to make sure that everybody's on the same page. You know what I'm saying? Like, like yeah, you I see, see you guys, you see guys sick, like you see Aaron Rodgers when he's in his prime, he's signaling to everybody. You know what I'm saying? He's like, you see Mahomes doing all types of gang signs to whoever is out there on the outside to make sure that they know what to, exactly what to do. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I I just wish, you know, I'm I'm just wishing as a receiver in that situation, you just have the awareness to adjust in that moment. But hey, I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> Pylon was open too. <laughs> like, yeah, he, but... he could have thrown it to the pylon. Yeah, but that was that, that required more of a perfect throw in that situation. Oh, the God forbid! The, the middle of the field, th- there was room for error. Like they, the throw didn't have to be perfect. Like, if you went to the middle of the field in that situation, God forbid we asked Josh Allen to deliver an accurate ball. Um, oh my gosh! <laughs> the only reason why the Patriots aren't the uh, ugly vibes. Is because they're gonna end this thing with Caleb Williams. Yeah, it's kind of turned into pretty at this point, right? Like the thing that's beautiful about New England right now is that it's so bad that you just absolutely know that you have to completely eliminate everything. Like it's so bad that there's no answer besides starting over. Like in New Orleans, it's not quite wasn't quite bad enough. It was like it was just Good, it was just enough good there where you could lie to yourself and be like, you know what? If we pay Derek Carr $100 million in the next three years, we can compete. The Patriots have none of those none of those lies being flown around their facility right now. <laughs> that is true. And I feel like we've done the Patriots ugly vibes like several weeks now. So, like I said, to the point now where like I think it's turning, like you said, I think it's turning pretty now because they're they're in the driver's seat to get the quarterback they want in uh in in May. Are there any other games that you want to talk about from this extended week 12? This Thanksgiving week always messes me up, man, because it's like <laughs> Sunday. You're like, where are all the games? Yeah. I mean, we got to touch on that battle of the AFC South, right? 
my 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 jags i guess i could say my jags because we've been kind of going back and forth on that throughout the year and before the season took a commanding control of the afc south now i have a two-game lead i i think they're in the clear driver's seat now to me houston had to win that game because they would have went up 2-0 head to head and they would have had the same record so they would have the tiebreaker and you know that advantage there so I think now the Jags are in the driver's seat. Trevor Lawrence is not being talked about enough. He's playing really good football these past two or three weeks. Ever since that Niners the last two game, weeks. Well, yeah, ever since the Niners game, he's he's playing really good football. And then I think that game kind of clouded people's judgment because he was playing pretty good before that game, leading to that yeah, game. But he was okay. But he's picked it up the last two weeks for sure, though. I'll give you that. Last two weeks for sure. This was to me. This was like the first time CJ looked like a rookie in about four or five weeks. He took a couple bad sacks, you know. But this goes to show you how fickle this thing is. I went. I went eleven and five picking all the games this week. I lost the game in the pick'em. I lost two games in the pick'em on fifty-eight or fifty-nine yard field goals. The Texans missed the field goal that I would have that would have basically probably, I don't know, depending how overtime went, I would have still been alive with the Texans pick. And then Jake Elliott bangs a 59-yarder in the rain and freaking wind and all of that northeastern weather. And somehow I somehow go 0-2 on 55 plus yard field goals. That's how it works. Gotta <laughs> love it. This thing is a week to week league, man. I say that for a reason, right? All right, speaking of week to week, let's take a quick break and then get into next week. Tickets to the game, merch, meals at iconic restaurants, stays at Caesars Palace. All of this can be yours when you bet with Caesars Sportsbook. Win or lose, every bet earns reward credits, which you can redeem across the empire. Now, if you haven't started yet, register using code OmahaFull and then place your first bet up to $1,250. If you win, great, you keep those winnings. But if you lose, you get to stake back as a bonus bet. 21 and up only. Offer valid and must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Maryland, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming only. New users and first $10 wager only. Must register with the eligible promo code. Bet amount of qualifying wager returned only if wager is held as a loss. Bet maximum bonus bet $1,250. Bonus bet expires 14 days after receipt. Tier credits and reward credits will be added to the account within seven days after qualifying wager settles. See Caesars.com slash promos for full terms. Void where prohibited. No one to stop before you start. Gambling problem? Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, Wyoming, and Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Massachusetts, call one 800 Three two seven five zero five zero or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Ohio, and Pennsylvania. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to 467-369. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, 
It's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, let's get to week 13, man. Um, obviously, I think this may be not only the game of the week, maybe the game of the year. Could you ask me what's my favorite game, game? of the century? The San Francisco 49ers are traveling to Philadelphia to take on the Eagles right now. The Niners are actually two and a half point favorites on the road against the 10 and one Eagles. Very, very uh, pe- peculiar line there, I would must say. If I'm an Eagles fan or Eagles player, I feel very disrespected heading to the game as an underdog at home. But where, where are you leaning on this man? Uh, that's fine. Give me the 49ers and the two and a half. Like, the Eagles are the, I'd say Brandon Staley, he can't keep getting away with this without getting fired. But the Eagles, you dead right. They can't keep getting away with this. I mean, like the idea that Jalen Hurts right now is the MVP front runner, it makes me feel really good that there's it's like four or five weeks left to the season. It's just like, I, what are we doing? Like, the, the, I get it. They're 10 and one. And I get that he plays the quarterback. But like, I, when we're watching these games, are we really seeing? Like the same greatness of last year. No, this team is much more Minnesota Viking than la- of last year than Philadelphia Eagles of last year in terms of like they're just finding ways to win, which is a skill. Like I think that's valuable. Like I think it's valuable, especially when you consider like you know running that quarter, like recognizing that the, the Bills are going to let this quarterback draw, run right into the end zone, and calling it. You know, saying call it like that's a valuable skill, but. San Francisco has a has a bone to pick. I think Brock Purdy plays well enough. It's because he's got all the Avengers around him. I'm taking the 49ers. Yeah, and with my lead, you may have thought I was going the opposite there. But, you know, just a good lead. That's all it was. I'm going with the 49ers as well. <laughs> Minus the two and a half. Uh, I just think they're going to get their revenge. There's all this trash talk throughout the offseason, the back and forth. If Brock Purdy would have played, they would have won. The Eagles are saying it wouldn't have mattered who was there. You're making excuses, which I think is very, very ironic because that's the same team that made excuses for the Super Bowl. But I digress. Uh, Let's go to the next game here. Thursday night, Martin. You got the Seattle Seahawks traveling to Dallas, take on the Cowboys. Right now, the Cowboys are nine-point favorites at home where they've been crushing teams. I think this is an interesting matchup. I'll start on this one. I like the fact that both teams did have a full week. It's not your typical Thursday game where they come off a Sunday matchup. They both played on Thanksgiving, so they will have the full six days of rest handed to this matchup. But how can I go against the Cowboys based on what they've been doing at home to teams? I mean, the nine points, I think they went by double digits here. Talk about the Seattle offensive line earlier. I think Michael Parsons and them are going to get after Geno early and often in this matchup. And I think they're going to continue their home thing and just blow out teams. So I know Seattle is not 
the commanders or the giants or, you know, these other teams, but they're heading in the wrong direction right now at the worst possible time. And the Cowboys, I don't think will be looking ahead to that Eagles matchup because they know they have to take it one game at a time to potentially still win that division. If you win this game, it's a good chance the Eagles lose. Then you play the Eagles next week in Dallas. If you win that game, you have the same record with like four or five games left. So give me the Cowboys minus nine. I'm actually taking the Seahawks minus nine in a backdoor cover. Our plus nine. Wow, you're backing the Seahawks again? In a backdoor cover. Okay. I, I think it'll be a game like 30 to 10. And then second half points is like Deron Bland and everybody else is sitting down on the bench. You know, Michael Parsons will be sitting there, you know, writing notes for his new podcast episode by the time this thing is over with like seven minutes left in the fourth quarter. I don't expect to see Dallas uh, starters in there, but I do think that are not, I mean, they won't just like pull all the starters, but you know what I'm, my, my point is this yeah. game will be a laugher. And then all of a sudden you'll be looking up and be like, how in the hell did the Seahawks cover this? Not like this game, like what ridiculous, circumstances had to occur for the Seahawks to cover this. I think that's the type of game that we're looking at here. And plus two, a quick note, like favorites went nuts this uh, on week 12. So, you know, some of that get back is coming. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. I, I'm a little, I am a little scared of the backdoor cover. So I just hope that Cowboys are up by like so much to where it doesn't matter. <laughs> I see like, I like, like I could easily see like 26 to 10 and then the Seahawks score a touchdown. And congratulations, you just lost. Yeah, that would suck. <laughs> uh, speaking of what would suck is if, I, I don't know, actually, I don't know if it would suck for you at this point, but let's go to the next game. Two teams where you have some alliance to. The Detroit Lions, one of your former places you used to do work at, are traveling to New Orleans. This is a game that you would probably go to if you were back in New Orleans. You did to see the, the Detroit come into town. And sure. don't. So right now the Saints are four point underdogs. The Lions are four point favorites in New Orleans. Where do you lean on this one? Lions defense needs to improve. It's not great. In fact, it's almost downright bad. Good thing for the Lions, though, Derek Carr is the opposing quarterback. <laughs> so don't you worry, my friend. This is the get right game of get right games. And I mean, but could it if, be a Derek Carr get right game? Does not compute. <laughs> That's error code 404. That website does not exist. Wow. Not found. <laughs> Internal server error. <laughs> does not exist. Call failed. This four feels a little weird to me, though. Are you super confident in the Lions covering the four? History shows Dan Campbell is the best coach against the spread in the NFL since he started coaching. Dennis Allen is the worst coach against the spread since he started coaching. Never mind. I mean, I'm just, I'm just, look, <laughs> you could try to like step in front of the train. I'm going to just try to buy a ticket and get on. You know, you might be right. Maybe it'll stop, but I'm going to try to buy a ticket and get on. Give me the lines. Well, I have the lines anyway, but you just reassured my confidence <laughs> with the, I, I love your head coaching, uh, Against the spread stats. You you know Dennis Allen like the back of your hand. I didn't know that Dan Campbell stat, though. That was very interesting. So yeah. I don't think you guys Dennis, Dennis Allen is historically bad. Like of, of the coaches that have coached enough games, he is in the bottom five. 
Think about how many men have coached games in the NFL. Jeff Saturday coached games in the NFL and has a better record against the spread by by a percentage than Dennis Allen. Wow. Yeah. Well, I'm hammering Lions minus four now. (laughs) The next game. This game is sneaky, entertaining, or at least intriguing on paper. The Denver Broncos, all of a sudden. The Broncos. Can you believe it? Let's ride are going to Houston to take on the Texans. Right now, Houston is three-and-a-half-point favorites. I'll start on this one. This, that half is really, really tricky. <laughs> it really is. I think I'm taking the Broncos, Martin, plus the three-and-a-half. I, I think you kind of have to. I think they could actually win this game. I, I know people love the Texans. We're a fall in love with C.J. Stroud. I am, too. Like I, I find myself rooting for the Texans. I didn't last week though because for personal reasons. But generally, I want the Texans to do well because I like C.J. Stroud as a quarterback. But I can't ignore what Denver's doing right now. Their defense is playing really good football. Russ, Russell Wilson's doing just enough. He's managing the games, and your boy Sean Payton, he can still coach football. Like he still can coach football, guys. Breaking news. <laughs> So he's not the the style in which he's coaching is not going to win a Super Bowl. No, but it on every every given Sunday is going to give you a great shot to win. Yeah. So look at, look at Russ's passing attempts this season. Yeah, it's like if you go over twenty five, we're gonna find you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, if you're giving me points with the Broncos right now against a team that's in the same tier, I feel like I have to take the Broncos. Give me the Broncos plus three and a half, Martin. I'm sorry. I'm taking the Broncos plus three and a half as well. And I'll give me another one. I think both of these teams make the playoffs. Wow. Okay. I think both the Broncos and uh, the Texans make the playoffs as wild cards. Okay. So who's your other one? The Steelers, I'm guessing? The other one might be the Ravens. Oh, you you think Steelers are going to win that division? They got a shot, bro. That look at that schedule. <laughs> schedule is light, though. And look at that time. schedule. I mean, if they can get out, if they could just get out of their own bleep the Ravens on do, offense, they'd be just offense. fine. Yeah, that's that's not far fetched. It's not far fetched. <laughs> it's not. I mean, I'm not exactly betting the Ravens to miss the playoffs, but like I saw what you saw on Sunday night. Defensively, stalwart. Offensively, they need a chain mover, and they're missing it. And maybe they'll find one. You know, maybe maybe Odell slide in, or Isaiah Likely, or whoever. But like, passing yeah. numbers were not great. Rushing numbers much like, but it's like you know you're gonna have to win from the pocket to win in this league, primarily. And while the Steelers, I mean, it they keep banking wins. Dude, they're seven and four. Yeah, Baltimore's what eight and three. Yep. Yep. They're right there. Yep. <laughs> right there, man. Yeah. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting. It, it actually is. People aren't talking about that. That's a sneaky thing right there. I, I wonder what the – I would like to see what the odds are for Pittsburgh to win the North. You might take a stab at that. I, I bet it two weeks ago. What would you get it at plus what? I, I had I had to grab it. I think it was like four to one, five to one, like uh, in that range. Okay. okay. But I bet it – I went and rebet all my futures picks. And I was like, I got Pitt. I got Atlanta. I got – uh, Seattle, which you know, that's about as valuable as a piece of toilet paper. So, there you go. <laughs> the last game we're talking, we're going to break down for week 13. My Kansas City Chiefs are traveling to the all of a sudden the resurging Green Bay Packers. Jordan Love can play football. 
in Lambeau. This will be the first time Patrick Mahomes has played in Lambeau Field. Right now, the Chiefs are six and a half point favorites. What do you lean? I'm taking the six with the Chiefs. The six, I'm not, are you're 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 teasing it down. I'm the laying side? no, I'm laying the six points. I'm laying six and a half. I think the Chiefs oh. win by ten. Oh. Like I think, I do think that it bodes well that the Chiefs were able to score second half points. I think that's a positive sign in a shocking turn of events. And uh, I'm trying to remember who the Packers played the last two games because it was the Lions on Thanksgiving and the Chargers and the Chargers. Exactly. That's that's exactly what I thought. Two secondaries, which uh, there's less holes in Swiss cheese than these two, right? I'm not – Kansas City is going to have him in absolute hell because this is – this all they're going to do is line up, man up, and then blitz all night, which the Steve Spagnuolo's plan. If you got corners on an island that can stand up, your offense – I mean, your defense will be pretty doggone good, especially if you got a guy who can singularly win like Chris Jones can. So – this I do not believe in Jordan Love's George ability to beat too, this. Man. Respect George Karloftis. Uh, I'll respect George Karloftis when I see him winning one on one without Chris Jones grabbing a triple team. <laughs> I, I, I'll I'll show you a couple clips after the show. Uh, but yeah, I like the Chiefs minus six and a half too. You know, I, I'm kind of teasing a little bit because I'm still holding on to my Jordan Love faith. I do think Jordan Love though. It, I know that those are two bad secondaries. I understand that, but. I still think that's good for his confidence and his development moving forward. Now, let's see what he does against the Chiefs defense. It's going to be a different animal this week. But uh, I, I do think this is a sneaky kind of game for the Chiefs. You know, coming off a, a good performance offensively, finally. You know, you're going to Lambeau. It's probably going to be, I think it might be snow in the, in the forecast, I think I saw last night when I checked. So it could be one of those weird Sunday night games. But I think the Chiefs do cover at least one by a touchdown in this game. Snow on the horizon. So glad I am not dealing with snow anymore. But let's take another quick break and then come back with our lemon pepper parlays. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mark, I got the squarest parlay known to man coming your way. <laughs> this right here is super square. Go ahead. And so I'm taking the Lions on the money line, the 49ers on the money line. And I'll tell you this, if the Atlanta Falcons lose to the New York Jets, I'm going to lose my freaking mind. That's the one I looked at. I'll be like, that's the one that's going to piss you off. <laughs> oh, absolutely. It's like the Falcons. <laughs> they Falcons absolutely should beat this team. They also yeah. should have absolutely absolutely should have beaten Josh Dobbs in his first start. 
and uh, as a Viking, and then Josh Josh's formal team, the Cardinals, and Kyler Murray's first start. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be like the weird Jets win, and like we still have hope that Rodgers could come back because we're still in the hunt. Because they lose this game, it's it's one hundred percent done. The Jets have Rodgers is not coming back. I don't think he is either. I'm just saying, just for the narrative, that's all. I just want to make sure everybody understands that. Just because he goes on TV and says he could come back. Look, Aaron Rodgers versus science round one with the immunization, he won that round, okay? He's still here. He won. He's not going to beat science twice. It's no chance. No chance. Zero chance that Aaron Rodgers comes back and plays football this year. I agree. I agree. So Mons is pretty pretty straightforward as well. We already talked on these games also. I got the Dallas Cowboys minus nine, and I paired that paired that with the Chiefs on the money line. You know, you still get it at plus 156. Just keep it short and simple. You know, it's not going to pay your rent, but you'll be happy, and you'll better go buy a nice little meal. you able to go buy a nice little meal, he says, huh? Yeah. A nice little meal at plus 156, I suppose so. Yeah, I mean, you know, we got, we got big bank ballers that listen to our show, so they're going to put, like, 500 down on it so it's gonna pay out really good oh that, that's how it goes okay yeah, yeah. all right what was the environment like in allegiant stadium on sunday uh felt like arrowhead <laughs> felt like arrowhead he says yeah. mark Holmes was at the game if you don't follow him on instagram it's a great way to find out what he's doing at every second of every day <laughs> it felt like arrowhead west man i mean it's always like that though but I feel bad. Well, I'm not gonna say I feel bad because I'll be I'll be lying if I said that because it's the Raiders. So I don't really like the Raiders at all. But it is kind of messed up the fact that they're in Vegas because that's such an attraction for anybody that wants to go there as a opposing fan. So like you're never gonna have a real home field advantage. Like even if they were good and relevant, I still think you will see a good spatter of opposing fans at every single game just because it's Vegas. But that's what's really is sick because they should have taken the Chargers, who legitimately have no Los Angeles fans, and put them in Vegas. So that way, if you're going to have a team with five home games, I mean, with uh, every game being a road game, I should say, the Chargers, who already do it in L.A., might as well do it in Vegas, where people just want to go and travel anyway. Exactly. Exactly. So Buddy, our producer, a- huh? Go ahead. I was going to say, you had an 11-5 week, man. You finally had a you gained some ground on, on me, finally. I've been gaining on you for the longest. I mean, you're still like 15 games back, but, you know, I don't hey, You keep going eight and eight. Go ahead. I told you. <laughs> I'm on the trajectory up. I said it about three weeks ago. And you know what I've done since then? I haven't had a losing week. See, this is what it was. It was all of this. The public was going crazy in the beginning of the season. And anytime the public goes crazy, Lilo Martin is not. Okay, because I that's where I found my niche is to figure out what everybody else is betting and bet the other side of that. And so if 99% of the bets are on one thing, Martin's going to be the 1% on the other side. And that 1% was getting hammered through September and October. But things are starting to make sense again. <laughs> Makes sense again, he says. <laughs> you heard it, people. We'll see where you land at the end of the year. You know, it's funny. I was telling Brett this. On the radio show I do, Fox Sports Radio, 7 to 10 Eastern. Uh, nice shameless plug. I love it. I got no shame about it. You know what? Ratings matter everywhere you go. Yeah. Um, but on my record there is some like seven games over 500, eight games over 500. 
And it's just like, I don't have any, I don't pick the games there. I, you know, I have you pick the games here. My producer over there picks the games. There's no rhyme or reason behind it. It makes no sense. But <laughs> it's just like, I went one and four last. I went, how about this? I went 11 and five picking every game against the spread. And I went one and four on the radio. Wow. What are the odds? Weird year. Weird year. Well, I would say good luck, but I don't like how you're getting you're getting your, your little confidence back now. So I'll be I'm not gonna say good luck to you this week. I don't like ugly, Mark. Remember that. Remember that. I wish you the best of luck, my friend, as I keep on gaining on you. See you guys next week. I'm not a fan of the 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 fan of